What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's also active duty owned and operated. They're putting out some cool stuff from t-shirts, flags, hats, tumblers, even stickers. Make sure you go check them out. Their Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors and go support one of your own. Make sure you tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you and start living that Rowdy lifestyle. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. Oh, there it goes. Shit. What's up, you motherfuckers? Uh, welcome to another episode. This fucking record button wouldn't click there for a second. We're having uh, technological differences. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. Um, it is January 27th. Uh, this is episode 48. The only reason I know that is because I actually prepared for this episode. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I just wing it, you know. Uh, but I had to do some research for this one because this one's kind of important. Uh, so first, we ordered new koozies. Yeah, we did. Um, went with some different colors. And we have a new design. Right? Yeah. The, yeah. the. I mean, our logo's still on there. But like the... the fuck, I can't fucking speak today. The, uh, the koozies, they're double-sided just like our last ones were had our logo on one side and then it had some words on the back for our old ones. And we got a whole different design for the new ones. I think it's pretty rad. I saw that somebody wrote on Instagram that they wanted a koozie. They wanted a koozie to look like the one that I, that you posted on my fucked up one. And yeah, if if you want to buy it, I'll I'll fucking sell it to you. Fuck. I'll even just send it to you for free. (laughs) Yeah. So I remember somebody was like, I kind of want that one. That would see some shit. Yeah. Oh, it's seen some shit for sure. Like, might have actually seen some actual shit because, you know, I never not have a beer with me. Um, so those, as soon as they come in, you're going to put them in the store, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's been 10 fucking seconds. Shut up! It's actually been a minute and 45 seconds. Get it right. There's a timer at the bottom. I was exaggerating to prove a point. All right. So next, we have some new stickers coming, first of all, that we ordered. Yeah. Uh, did the, we talk uh, about those yet? Tra- I think we did. Uh, we named it the Chief and Training Stickers. I don't remember if we got like too detailed on what the design was. I don't remember. Yeah, so pretty much like every Chief's Mess has a sign that says knock, enter, uncover. Uh, and ours, since we're, you know, we're SpongeBob font, we're Chiefs in Training. Um, it says knock, enter, fuck off. Is that what it says? Knock, unco- knock, knock uncover, fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, because I I like that because we had a sign posted for a patrol before someone took it down above E6 birthing, and it it looked it was about the size of a bumper sticker, and there's a red button on the left, and it said, if assistance from an E6 is required, press red button. And then there was a little bit further down, it said, if no one appears in five minutes. What did it say? Did it say wait longer or do it your fucking self? I don't remember which one it said. I think it said 
press button again and wait longer. That's what it said. Oh, yeah, God. it said press button and wait again, wait longer. Uh, so we're doing that, and then um, I want to do one. I want to do a checklist sticker, and it's kind of going to be like, you know, you've heard us say wouldn't have it any other way, and we were talking like, you know, kind of look like a notepad, like a small notepad. It's going to be like underway for seventy five days. Check. Uh, get extended. Check. Out of coffee and fresh veggies. Check. You know. Um, uh, had to skip a port call. Check. You know, Ron three turns into a BSF check, and then the bomb is just gonna say, "Wouldn't have it any other way." You know, wouldn't just because any other way wouldn't have it any other way. You know, you're just sitting there and you're, you're laying your rack, and you hear, you know, you know, click. Uh, good morning, Coast Guard Cutter. Blah 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 blah. This is your Charlie Oscar on the bridge, and you're like, "God damn it! What yeah. the fuck now?" You know. I remember. I'm I'm pretty sure Black Enough started the wouldn't have it any other way. Same. And he he started it the day like we were only underway for fifteen minutes. Yeah, and said I forget I I forget what exactly because he was on the fantail with you and I was on the foxhole. Yeah, and it was just like we didn't have enough line handlers. We didn't have enough qualified line handlers. We didn't have enough qualified. Uh, and it was a shit show. Oh, like, it was bad. a shit show. Bad, bad. And it was just like I had to run from the foxhole back, and like one of these fenders was stuck on a line. And it was just like, like he came up before that and he's like, yeah, I only have one qualified decky. Uh, I don't have any Bosa mates back here and something, something, something. And he's just like, wouldn't have it any other way. And yeah. we just roll with it. So I want to do that. And then yeah, now, so that saying started that patrol and then we kept it going. Oh yeah. And then, and then like the whole shit started it. And now we've had other people since we've moved on to different units, start saying it all around. Like mm-hmm. I just hear it randomly. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, we just lost an OD, so uh, you're taking their day to day, and you're like, wouldn't have it any other way, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I want to do so, like, I don't know if it was our first captain or our last captain, but one of them said, like, especially the 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 senior officers and the chiefs, not the chiefs, the senior officers and like one of our seals would be like, you know, well, we're about to do this, and they'd look at me, Miss Ramy, and be like, well, you're the subject matter expert, you know, trust your. They're telling the JOs, trust your subject matter experts. And I want to make a patch that says subject matter enthusiast. Like I'm not an expert, but like I dabble, you know? Yeah. Like I think we, we know more than like your average bear when it comes to like certain, certain like random shit. At least we like to think we mm-hmm. do. So I feel like that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Like, you know, Hey, uh, we're going to go do uh at sea space accountability on this um, LPV. And then they're like, hey, Mr. Miami, you're up because you're the subject matter expert. I was like, I'm more of an enthusiast than an expert. So, like, let's not, <laughs> let's not be throwing these expert words around, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, well, not of that, but talking about online. So that motherfucker, you got me wound up like two nights ago when you sent me that screenshot of that dude. Uh, it was like, Mr. Miami is always wrong when he's talking to a gunner's mate. And... <laughs> Dude, it it, it immediately fired me the fuck up. And first of all, I was like, let me go look at this motherfucker. So first of all, he has a private account. So he obviously listens. So listen up, dickhead. Um, first of all, if you're going to talk shit online, at least have a public profile so people can fucking at you, motherfucker. All right. But then all the purple dragons will get all butthurt. Oh, the purple dragons. <laughs> fuck off. Then he does like the only 
picture that I can see is his profile picture, which is the least appetizing profile picture ever. It's you, this guy. I don't fucking remember what his name is. Uh, I don't want to waste my brain went my bandwidth brain time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thinking, thinking brains. Uh, remember this dude's name, but it's him in like a booty hat wearing coveralls that I'm sure he's never worn on a boarding, holding a fucking shotgun, posing on his ship, or like it's probably a 110 or a FRC or something like that. But like, that's your classic non-rate. Hey, can I borrow some Ellie gear and body armor to take a picture? Or, you know, on our on a ship that we run together, I think I, like there's four I can think of right off the top of my head. One of them made it the TikTok boots, you know. Um, just taking pictures with Ellie gear, like, but the, you can clearly see, like, if you have if you have no training whatsoever, no, no, nothing about the military, nothing about law enforcement. You look at these pictures, you're like, look at that bad motherfucker. He's got body armor and Ellie belt on, and then. You know, I look at it and I immediately go, why don't you have a baton? Why is your OC pouch empty? Why don't you have a gun in your holster? What are you even doing? Yeah, so like, why are you wearing this extra drop rig on your leg that don't fucking do anything? Dude, I, so like, hold on. I got to come back to that. <laughs> I got to come back to that. Don't get me off fucking topic. So if you're going to fucking talk, I almost made a, like a Mr. My, like I have my own personal Instagram. I almost made a fucking Mr. Miami only Instagram just so I could message this fucking piece of shit and be like, who do you think you are? Like you, it looks, he looks like a strong fart would knock him the fuck over. You know, come on me. You better come fucking correct, dog. I like how fucking butthurt you are about that one fucking comment. Listen, first, okay. My last point, okay. I have never, never in fucking almost 16 years met a gunner's mate that knew everything or was just stand out. All right. Gunner's mates are either pretty good or they're pieces of shit. There's no in between. And each gunner's mate picks like one little thing that they're good at. Like I'm a really good instructor, but I can't count. Or you have the guy that's like, you know, my guns are impeccable, but all my paperwork's fucked up. You know, one of those things I have not once, you know, like if he was to say that about like Emmys and like, uh, what did we call fucking sea lawyer? Is that what we call him? Sea lawyer? Like yeah. that's the, he's an Emmy. He's like, that's the, he's the best petty officer I've ever met him. And like my buddy, Jimothy, that is a BM one on one of the FRCs. Like those guys are like, like Jimothy is like the best post mate I've ever met. Best petty officer. You know, sea lawyer is like the best Emmy, best petty officer I've ever met. I've never met a gunner's mate that I was fucking impressed by. Not one, not one. You know, it's there's because they don't exist. They don't exist. There's a couple nice ones out there. You know, there's a couple good ones that are dickheads. But like, I've never met a gunner's mate like, oh, careful, he's a gunner's mate, and been fucking scared. Not one fucking time. Not one time. I'm never impressed by gunner's mates ever, 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 ever. So if you're listening, which I hope you are, eat a bag of boiled dicks. Come at me, bro. Are you? Um, are you done? Yes. <laughs> Coming at me like that, motherfucker. Got him all riled up, bro. Got me like all he's over riled here up. Sweating. I I always sweat. That's nothing. Um. All right, we're moving the fuck on. Next. All right, so we did a thing. Well, I say we. You did. You posted a thing on Instagram saying like, "What do you guys want to hear about?" You know, number one, because we want your input. Number two, we're lazy and you're helping us do work. Um. So we actually got like within like the first like day. I think we had like 10 like solid fucking like, oh, that's a great idea. That's a great fucking idea. That's a great fucking idea. Yeah, I wrote them all down, by the way. Yeah, I took a screenshot of it. Yeah. Um, 
but there's some really good ones on there. We're gonna um, we're gonna talk about two of them today. Um, so keep sending that shit in. Let us know. Um, like one of them, like toxic leadership, which I know I I'm a fucking I beat the dead horse when it comes to toxic leadership. If you want us to talk about toxic leadership, send us some shit. We'll try to keep it as anonymous as possible. Um, but if you got an example, let us know. I'm all about fucking yelling at people. About yeah, like people. some of the stuff we've talked about before in previous mm-hmm. episodes, but we can we can revisit it again. I'm sure we got more input to say on the subject. Yeah, like if you if you're like I have a toxic uh, leadership or you know toxic command climate or like whatever, send us the story or like come on with us and tell us the story, and we'll be like. You know, we'll we'll play devil's advocate. I'm gonna fly off the handle and probably take your side. You know, disgruntled sailor might be like, might play devil's advocate and be like, well, did you look at it like this? You know, we could also get RC Cola, who is in a command position, to be like, well, look at it from a command perspective. So we could do yeah. something like or that. Or we can just say, quit being a pussy and fucking suck it up. Yes, yes, which is pretty good. <laughs> so what we're gonna talk about is ship lies. Yeah, there's some pretty good, some pretty fucking good lies going around that have been around as long as I can remember. Yeah, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have, like, those of you that are active duty that have been to a ship or near one probably have heard a couple. Um, but for those of you who don't know them, we're going to go over some. So the the classic one, the classic one, what's the classic most fucking, like, hey, new guy, go get this. The keys to the motherfucking sea chest. Yes, so... A sea chest is what lets water in from the outs from the ocean into the ship in a controlled manner, whether it's you know to cool a piece of machinery or I, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, fire fi- fireman fireman, sorry. Um that's pretty much it, right? I mean, in a nutshell, yeah, it sucks water in from the ocean so you can use for the through the ship for whatever you need to use it for. Yeah, it's a me- it's a fucking metal box. All right. Most of them you can't fucking open without doing a bunch of shit. You can't just accidentally open one. Um, so like people hear sea chest because that's what it's called. And you get the new guy that comes over and be like, hey, Seaman Timmy, go get the keys of the sea chest. And like he goes to MK1. He's like, I was told to get the keys of the sea chest. And MK1 goes, well, I don't have them. I gave him the DC one. And then he goes to DC one. DC one's like, I don't have the, I don't have them. Um, he's like, go talk to MKC. And then you just see how far it can go. Um and so when I went on my first 210, when I was a third, um, my first class was like, look, they're going to fuck with you. They're going to tell you to go get the keys to the sea chest. He's like, and he explained everything to me. He's like, don't fall for it. I was like, okay. So we run away for like three weeks and I, you know, start, you know, after about three weeks, you start to get to know everybody. And I had, uh, I was trying to do some ox drawings and I had MK2 come up to me. He's like, He's like, hey, um, I need you to go get the keys to the sea chest. We got to get in there. I was like, keys to the sea chest? It's like, yeah, it's, it's down in the engine room. You know, uh, it just go ask. I forgot who he said. Go get the keys to the sea chest. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll go get it. And I was like, I have a you know, This dude's fucking with me, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of going to do that, I go back up to birthing, and I get on a pair of old coveralls and a pair of old boots, all right? Because you know I'm an overpacker. And... I hop in the shower and I get as fucking wet as I can be, right? Just as yep. as wet as I can get. All right. So the ship I was on, it was separated by department. So like on our ship, it was by rank. Uh, on the other ship that I was on, it was by uh, department. So like all the engineers were all in one fucking room, right? 
So it's after dinner. So there's only like four people. There's like, there's four people in the main control. Everybody, every other engineer is in fucking engineering birthing, right? So I get uh, soaking wet. Like I'm trying to fill my pockets, get as wet as possible. Run out of the head, scream down to engineering birthing. And everyone turns around and looks at me. And I'll be like, MK2, I couldn't find the keys to the sea chest, but I got it open. There's fucking water everywhere. And the reason that's funny is because if you open the sea chest, that allows free communication from the sea and you can sink the fucking ship. Yeah, you'll flood that fucking space. You'll, the whole space. And I said engine room, which you flood the engine room, you're pretty much fucked. And I was like, I couldn't get it open, but I, I, I couldn't find the keys, but I got it open. There's fucking water everywhere. And every engineer fucking bolted. I mean, just as fast as you could think someone could run in a ship down to main control. And like 10 minutes go by. And then I hear a pipe. Now, all hands not currently on watch later the mess deck. And I'm like, I wonder if I have time to change out. <laughs> <laughs> so did you change? Uh, I'm sorry. I was taking a sip of beer. So I walk out to the mess deck still wet because I didn't have time to change. And I'm sitting there. So I'm dripping water on the mess deck. And the chiefs like are all lined up and they're just fucking pissed. Right? They are pissed staring at me get water everywhere. CEO comes down. He's like, look, I don't know what's going on. But this this is borderline hazing. He's like, because they said journal emergency. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I told MK2, I was like, I couldn't get it open. There's water everywhere. He calls the bridge and says, uh, someone got the sea chest open. There's water everywhere. Set GE. So they pipe GE. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then obviously you had the people in main control like run down there and be like, what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong here. So the whole ship sets GE. And like the captain's like, all right, look, he's like, he looks at me and he's like, you didn't do the right thing. But then he looks at all of engineering and he's like, also, you did not do the right thing either. He's <laughs> like, I know you guys think some of these pranks are like small and insignificant, but what if Mr. Miami actually didn't know what the sea chest was and actually was like, I need to get the sea chest open. MK2 gets said, get it open. And he opens the sea chest, you know, like. I walked by I walked by the main booth in main control and they didn't say anything. They just assumed I was doing drawings. You know, like nobody it, ever says anything. No. It could have been really, really bad. But he's like, all right, let's just take this as a learning experience and stop being like stop doing this shit. Yeah. Stop being dicks to people. <laughs> that is funny though. That's fucking hilarious. Right. Uh next uh is prop wash. Do you know what prop wash is? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people so there's a lot of stuff like the bosun hole is where all the boss mates keep all their shit. And they called to me. It was like, Hey, go down to the B hole and get, give me a bucket of prop wash. We got to clean the decks. And then the non rates are down there for 45 minutes. Um, uh, sorry, I'm writing some down looking for shit. Okay. Like I can't find any prop wash. So when I was on my 110, um, they told one of the not one of the firemen, he's like, or one of the seamen, they're like, hey, go get a bucket of prop wash. Prop wash is actually the disturbed water behind your propellers. Right? Yeah. So he thinks he's gonna be fucking smart. He's like, I'm gonna get a bucket of prop wash. Gets a five gallon bucket, ties a fucking line to it. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> All right. And then <laughs> ties the line around his waist. Okay. No. Yeah. So <laughs> He apparently so this is what I was told by the MKC. Um, MKC was on the fantail smoking, looking at his phone, and he looks over and he sees this seaman like with a bucket in line. He's like, That's a decky thing to do. Deckies do that shit, you know. 
And all of a sudden he's like, I see out of the corner of my eye, this bucket go overboard off the stern. And he's like, it was on a 110. So like he's back, there's like a, a 15 foot fantail and he throws it over and he shoots from where the single point David is 15 feet to the gunnel in like a fucking second, like, pew! and cause the bucket took on water and the boat's yeah, going forward. Dragging his ass. Yeah. Gravity's the fucking law dog. So it pulls his pelvis right to the fucking gunnel, right to the rail. Luckily, MKC pulls his knife out and there was enough tension. He just touched it. It separated. He looked at him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I was getting a bucket of prop wash, chief. He's like, get the <laughs> fuck out of my face. And when we had to do like another like, all right, everybody, let's get together. Here's why you don't tie yourself to a line and then throw it, tie it to a bucket and then throw it in the ocean. You know? Jesus. Hold on. What? Could you imagine? Oh, shit. Where are you going? Oh, you got to get a beer. Bro, could you imagine that mishap if he had went he and just yeeted himself off? <laughs> yeah, he, what, somebody's getting massive for sure, like kicked out and arrested probably. All right, next one. Um, so do you do you know like there's a tool that um this one really isn't a lie or like a thing, but it's it's right along those lines. Um, like Are you if you need about the DC punch, no, 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 no. I'm I was gonna get to that, but now that you said it, what's you want to go over DC punch? Yeah, so DCs use a bunch of different tools for everything, and they're they the metal and woodworking guys. Yeah, that you know they build whatever, and they they have punches. If you don't know what a punch is, it's a tool that you can hit with a hammer to punch a hole through something, usually like gasket material or whatever it is. Uh, so people will go say they go, hey, go to the DC shop. Tell me you need a DC punch. So you'll fucking walk back there. Like I did it when I was a non-rate. I walked back to DC shop and I was like, yo, DC two, I need DC punch. I gotta get this shit done. So that motherfucker looked at me and fucking reared back and just punched me in the fucking arm. And I looked at him and I was like, yo, bro. I was like, we about to do this right now? And then the other DCs saw me like get upset. And I like I started like walking towards him, and this DC two fucking was like, bro, it's just a joke. DC punch is like where I punch you, and I was like, I don't fucking play those games, homie. Like you better catch these fucking hands. Yeah. So along those lines, so my first E six, he he had like seventeen years of season. Dude was salty as fuck. I talked about it before. Told me a story where it was kind of like that, but it was an accident. So they're working up forward on something and they need to cut an electrical line, like a, like a wire. And he turns and looks to his third and goes, go down to the EM shop and get me a pair of dikes. Okay. Okay. Pair of dikes is wire cutters, you know? So what my E six forgot was that there was three EMs that worked in there. Um, two of them happened to be women who were homosexual. Oh, so see, so wait, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> this third class, like, like not menacingly at all. Like had no idea, like, you know, didn't know that was a bad word kind of thing. He walks into the EM shop, shuts the hatch. And he's like, oh uh, yeah, I'm looking for a pair of dykes. And they just like, go ahead, shut. We're going to get locked this door real quick. And <laughs> they fucking, 
they beat the shit out of this kid. Like, both of them house <laughs> style. Like, these two girls beat the shit out of this fucking third. And, like, they, they gave him a bloody nose and busted his lip up. And he got, like, a like a black eye. I mean, like, what they didn't, like, break his arm or anything or puncture an eardrum. You know, they just, they gave him a couple licks and, like, hey, so you know, some people call them side cutters or wire cutters. Like, in the future, know your fucking audience. And he's like, I didn't know you were gay. My bad. And uh, he goes back up, like, 15 minutes later. And the E6 is like, He's like, where the fuck have you been? He goes, you sent me down to the EM shop for a pair of dykes, and I asked for a pair of dykes and got my ass kicked. And he's like, man, that was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, dog. Um, have you had, have ever had anyone wait for the mail buoy before? No, I have not. So there's buoys all over the world. Um, you know, the Coast Guard, if you're in U.S., territorial seas or u.s waters or anywhere that pertains to those the coast guard services them and they all have different shit their channel markers their hazard markers channel all kinds of shit and uh so there's a joke that you get a guy out there with a boat hook a boat hook is like a 15 to 20 foot wooden stick with a hook on the end it's for pulling things out of the water and you get him out there and he stands there and you're like all right we're gonna drive by the mail buoy and there's gonna be a bag of mail hanging off the buoy you need to fucking snag it real quick and uh, I've only ever seen it have it one time, and it was when I was on a 110, and the BM1 was like, he got one of his non-rates, and it was cold as fuck. It was actually snowing, and this non-rate's out there. <laughs> He's got, like, his Mustang on, and a Mustang's your, an anti-exposure coverall. It's like a it's like a snowmobile suit that you get in the water with, and uh, he stand out there in the fucking snow with this 15-foot-long boat hook, and I'm up on the bridge. I had the Kumo, which is a quartermaster of the watch, and the fucking captain comes up, and he's like, what's he doing? And B one's like, he's waiting for the mail buoy. He's like, B one, you go ahead and go below and relieve him. He's like, what? <laughs> so my seal was probably enlisted. So like, you know, he was an LT at the time. He's like, why don't you take your happy ass down there? B one, you fucking relieve him. He's like, for how long? He's like, I'm the captain. I'll tell you when fucking, when you're done. He'll be one had to go down and, you know, he had, he made him do a whole relief, like salute and like request to relieve the mail buoy lookout and shit. I bet that kid thought it was fucking real. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. 100%. He's like, yeah, man, I'm out here, like, waiting for the mail booty to come by so I can snag our fucking mail. You know, I, I talked to him. I was like, dude, you ever got a letter on a 110? He's like, no, my mail goes to my house. Go, why would you think there'd be a mail booty? He's like, I don't know. I just do what I'm told, man. <laughs> um, You ever had anyone had to get air samples before? Uh, yeah. So my brother actually did it. Uh, he, my brother was a MK2 and he used to fucking make his non-rates go get this like big ass fucking trash bag and go up to the fucking stacks and like collect exhaust samples in this bag. Just fucking just whatever's coming out of the stacks, they're fucking putting it in this trash bag, tied it up and then they'll bring it to the fucking dock on board. It was like, Hey, uh, they said, did you give this to you for air quality samples? <laughs> and the doc's like, the fuck? <laughs> I mean, the doc tests water. It's only logical he tests the air, right? I mean, who knows? I mean, speaking of samples, I watched a MK1 make a fireman. Uh, this MK1 and this DC1 were building like a, a railing, and they were gr- they were welding it, they were grinding it, and they made this non-rate get a contractor bag, which is like a thick, plastic trash bag and he's he's holding it trying to collect all those sparks that are coming off of the grinding 
so that they could turn it in for recycling. He's like, we got to save it. those and recycle them. Fucking bag just melts. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter. I mean, it's it cold before it hits the bag, but it was just like, I remember seeing it like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got to collect all the sparks so we can recycle them. So Bro, we do. waste so much shit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> just pulling fucking pranks on people. Um. So when I was at the air station, I had a DCC that was absolutely hilarious. Uh, dude was fucking hilarious. Um, that he he had a um, or he wanted to have a retirement ceremony, a retirement party, and he scheduled for after he got his duty DD two fourteen because there was some like big event going on where like the, we couldn't do it, and we were a sector, so like we're just a full board captain. And this DCC had been in thirty years. And the only reason he was still a, a, an E seven was because um his his shop of like four or five guys fucked something up real bad. I never really never really got the whole story, but. Instead of these like first, seconds, and thirds getting in trouble, he just like, nope, it was me. Did it all by myself. Yeah, I flipped that fucking golf cart. That was me. I did it. You know, one of those kind of things. And he took the blame for like six people, so they wouldn't let him make chief. So he was in for like thirty years. Gets his DD two fourteen on like a like a Thursday, and then like two Fridays later, <clears throat> so he's out. He's done. He's he's over thirty years. Has his DD two fourteen, and we're we go to a barbecue. And it's in his house. He had a bunch of land. We're in Texas. And he we're like there for like 45 minutes. Everyone's drinking. Full bird captain's there. Exo's there. Fucking DCC whips out a fucking joint and lights it right in front of the CO. And he's like, <laughs> like, he's like talking. He's like, yeah, so yeah, we're getting ready to pass the, pass the equator. He's like, group for the whales, buddy. He's like, hold on. He's like, yeah, so we're, we're getting ready to cross the equator. You know, and captain's like, excuse me. And he's like, chief goes, what? He goes, you really going to smoke a fucking joint in front of me? He goes, what are you going to do? You're my private property, and I'm retired. He's like, get fucked, sir. And the captain's like, <laughs> he's like, you're lucky I like you. He's like, you're lucky I like you. He's like, if I see anybody else smoking pot here, I'm going to get fucking pissed. <laughs> and like, that was like the end of it. That's, so that's the type of chief. So in the Coast Guard, we have things called, uh, depending on your rate or rank, you either have an MPC or an MRC. And it's a, it's a maintenance uh uh, the fuck procedure card. Yeah. And it pretty much like, so like you could be like, so aviators, like you get your card and it's like, step one, pick up wrench. You're like, okay, pick my wrench up. Check. All right. Now put the wrench on the bolt one a, okay. I put my bolt up my wrench on bolt one a, all right. Now turn in a left counterclockwise motion. Okay. And that it breaks it down by like what you need to wear, who's supposed to do it. All that fucking shit. Right. They have any type of machinery, any pretty much everything. I mean, I think every there's raid an has. NPC for. Yeah, there's an NPC for literally everything. If it's a piece of a, I mean, shit, even the line gets NPC'd. So like, yeah, it's like a checklist on how to do something. It's to make sure it's called. It's like it's called preventative maintenance, which like, it's just like uh, taking care of your boat or your your guns or your fishing rod. You know, like you periodically clear your gun, make sure it stays unrusted, uncarbon, make sure your boat's not covered in salt, shit like that. Um, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. I gotta start taking like ginkgo biloba or something. Ginkgo uh, biloba? Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. Like the memory memory vitamin? Ginkgo biloba? Isn't that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <coughs> I was the lead I was the lead seaman. Um because I was the one the only one that knew the difference between a Phillips head and a flathead. So like I was in charge. Remember I told you about the kid that painted the whole door, the window and everything. And just, Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, like I, I told him, I was like, go paint Chief's door. So he painted the hinges, the doorknob, the window. And like I went and I was like, dude, what the fuck? And like I opened it, opened the door. I'm like, Chief, did you watch him paint your window? He goes, yep. I go, why would you let him do that? He goes, you just learned a valuable leadership lesson. You don't know what people don't know. I was like, okay, then good lesson. He comes out. He's like, hey, check this out. He hands me a fake NPC card for calibrating a windsock. And it's like four pages long. And it fucking looked real. Like <laughs> it had everything on it, right? And he goes to one of our dickheaded Don rates who was, he thought he knew everything. You know, he thought he knew everything, but he was super dumb. And he's like, I need you to go up and calibrate the windsock. In case you don't know what a windsock is, it's a fucking stick with a tapered sock on it. And it's got like orange, white, orange, white stripes. And based on how many uh, how many lateral stripes you have is is how you can determine your wind speed. Did you know that? I, I know what a windsock is, yes. Do you know how to read a windsock? No. So like you see you, the first section, the big section is orange. Then the next section is white. The next section is orange and white and it goes so on and so on, right? If just the first section is uh, like horizontal, that's like five knots of wind. And then if the white section is vertical and the rest is flaccid, then it's 10 knots of wind. And that's how you read a windsock. <laughs> flaccid. Uh, soft? I don't know. Hang down? Why did you want me to describe it? Oh. I didn't know those were used to judge wind speed. I, that's exactly I, what I it's for. I figured it was for wind direction. It's both. So anyway, it's a, it's a fucking sock. It's literally a, a tapered sock on a stick. And he gives him like thick electrical gloves, like for working on like... 440 volt transformers and shit and like a voltmeter and he gave him a set of headphones and just like a tool bag and he's up there like we're i'm out on the tarp he's out on the tarmac chief is just looking up at the building and i see him i was doing fuel samples or something and i go what are you doing he's like uh i forget what the fucking kid's name i couldn't even say it if i wanted to but he's like got him up there calibrating the windsock i was like all right and he, he's up there and he's got the voltmeter out and he's fucking touching at the stuff like <laughs> like you know like so voltmeters you know to test current or amperage or ohms or whatever and you gotta have you know with the exception of ohms you gotta have like power or current to it to test it and shit like that and um uh the master chief of the air station walks out and sees us two standing he comes over and he's like what you up to chief and he like i got semen up there calibrating the windsock he looks up at the windsock looks over at us looks up at the windsock looks back at us and he looks up and he goes How's it going out there? He's like, I can't get a reading for shit, Master Chief. He goes, what's your he goes, what's your voltmeter set to? He's like, milliamps, I think. He goes, no, nah, no. Nah. Wind is all about resistance. Switch it to ohms. That's what you got to do. And then fucking left. <laughs> like, <laughs> he wasn't like, stop hazing this guy and stop fucking him. He's like, all right, cool. Um, That's a fucking harmless prank, though. Yeah, he was up there for like an hour and a half. He came back down. We actually forgot about him. He's like. Chief, I I followed the NPC card. I I I, I just can't get a reading off the windsock, and the readings are out of whack. The ohms are off the chart. I just it says overload. I just I can't do it. Chief's like, I honestly forgot you were still up there. My bad, dog. Come on in here. Let me tell you a joke. You know. Like, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, have you ever? All right. Uh, I'm gonna save that one for last because it's a it's a doozy. Um, uh, you ever? <laughs> You ever told a girl when you were single that you were a P6 pilot in the Coast Guard? No. You never did that? No. (laughs) I remember I told a girl one time, she's like, what do you do? I was like, I'm a pilot. She's like, you look a little young to be a pilot. I was like, yeah, that's how the Coast Guard rolls. She's like, what do you fly? I was like, oh, I'm a P6 pilot. She's like, oh, P6. That sounds pretty cool. I was like, yeah, it's fucking 
pretty it's fucking dope. crazy. That's fucking dope. <laughs> um, you ever you ever had anyone tell you to go get a uh, hundred feet of shoreline? No. No. Oh, you were yeah. a fireman. I forgot. Yeah. So you tell you tell somebody's like, hey, uh, we gotta rig the new jack staff. Go get hundred feet of shoreline. And like we sent this kid to go get hundred feet of shoreline. And he goes back like 45 minutes later. He's like, all I could find is deck line. I couldn't find the shoreline. The one's like, look over there. He's like, I don't see anything. It's just the beach. He goes, that's the shoreline. He goes, so? He's like, that's the shoreline. And the kid's like, I don't get it. Like, what are you, what are you talking about, BM1? He's like, shoreline. He's like, lost me. He's like, you know what, man? I'm not explaining it to you. I tried twice, you know? <laughs> Uh, what about chemlight batteries? You ever had to go get chemlight batteries? I've never had to go get them. I've heard other people being tasked with it. Well, that's always a fun one. You know, each military branch has their own little fucking like, like in the army. I know they say, can you go get me a pack of grid squares? Cause they use, you know, grids for land nav, you know, shit like yeah. that. Um, it, it's not really like a, a lie, but my last one's kind of has a good story. Cause we were talking about like doing shit to people. I was like, they ever ever tell you this fucking story? You're like, no. I was like, I feel that's one of my better stories. I feel like I would have said it. <laughs> so I'm stationed on a 210. I'm a third class and I'm staying in deck birthday with all the done rates and I'm sleeping in the suburbs, you know, and there's this guy that sleeps above me who refuses, absolutely refuses to sleep with clothes on. Right. He's one of those guys that like he gets undressed totally naked by his rack, goes all the way to the head naked showers naked thank god at least he's not a never nude um hold on my mother just texted me oh sandy yeah um trying to spell without fucking saying it so and then he would like get out of the shower and like dry off and just throw his towel over his shoulder and walk back to the rack naked and he just would get in his rack naked and first of all, like I, like we were like, dude, that's not cool. Like it, you know, we already also see too much, too many dicks that we're not supposed to see. Like, can you like knock it off? He's like, no, it's how I am. I like it. And I talked to the HS one, who's now I think an HSC. Um, he's like, yeah, hey, you need to you need to talk to him because that's unsanitary and like there's rules about being clothed in certain areas, right? Like, um, he's like, you need to talk to him. And we talked to him and. You know, and it didn't work. And then I tried to talk to the, the fucking his BM one, and uh, he didn't really do anything. So everyone's like, like, oh, we should let's throw baby powder on him in the middle of the night, or let's fucking super glue his like bootlaces together. Like if if you take someone's bootlaces and tie them in a knot, and then put like two drops of super glue, those are never coming undone. Or if you go to like the farthest lace, like down on a boot, you just make just cut it like halfway through that bootlace is going to blow out in like the next 24 hours and it's useless. I was like, all right guys. Um, I, did I ever tell you about the time I convinced one of my friends that he got so drunk, he let a dude fuck him in the ass, woke up in a field. What? <laughs> I got one of my buddies had a birthday and I got him so fucked up. He passed out in the field and, um, Everyone was like, it's kind of kind of the same story. He's like, dude, we gotta fuck with him. I was like, all right, you, you guys want to do this? And I was like, all right. I was like, I needed I need a jar of Vaseline. And so he's out in this field because when we were kids, we parted in fields because we were, hey, keep it down, please. And I was like, all right, let's go fuck with him. So we go out to the field where he passed out, 
who pulled his pants down and I kicked him right in his asshole with my boots on. And then I took a stick and then I rubbed Vaseline all over his butt. And then the next day he's like, dude, my asshole hurts. Like what the fuck happened last night? There's like, there was like lube on my ass. He's like, yeah, you went out into the field with some dude, man. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, dude, you, we all drank moonshine. You got real fucked up. You and this fucking dude we never met just went out to the field and you didn't come back. He's like, dude, my asshole hurts. I was like, yeah, you probably got fucked in the ass, dude. <laughs> He's like, what? I was like, dude, your asshole hurts. You all go your pants down. You got Vaseline on your ass. You got fucked in the ass, dude. He's like, no. I and like a 24 hours goes by and he calls me like, He's like, dude, I, I think I have to go to the doctor. Like, I'm worried. Like, what if what if he didn't wear a condom? And like, you know, what if I have like some sort of an ear disease? I was like, you still worried about that? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's super serious, too. I was like, no, nah, man, that, that was me. He's like, what do you mean it was you? I'm like, no, I didn't fuck you, dude. Like, I kicked you in your butthole, and then I smeared Vaseline on your ass, so you thought you got fucked in the ass. He's like, you're a bad friend. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm used to fucking with people. So I get the other deckies together, and I was like, all right, you guys want to get – you want to settle this? You want to be done? Like, yeah. I was like, all right, no questions. You guys got to do exactly as I say. They're like, okay. Without hesitation. I was like, all right. So – I got everybody together. I was like, got the, the bosom mates of the watch and the guys that are coming back and forth. It's like, all right, every night at midnight, you want, I want you to take my size 14 boot and I want you to drop it on his chest. Like, that's it? I was like, that's it. So every night for a fucking, like, I think we did it for like 12 days straight. Every single night, someone would take a boot and drop it on his chest. Stop yelling! Every night for fucking like 12 days, someone would take a boot and just hold it over him and drop it. Hit him in the chest. He'd grab me, you motherfuckers. Stop fucking with me. He'd throw the boot out, get all mad. So on the 12th night, I got everybody together. It's like, all right, guys, check this out. Here's where the no question part comes. I was like, take my boot. I want you to tie a slip knot into one of the strings. I'm like, all right. I was like, all right, now you get something and lift his ball sack. And they're like, I'm not doing that. I was like, you said no questions. I'm like, I said no questions. So we take a, I forget what we used. I think someone had a drumstick maybe. Like a, a drumstick. Yeah, like like a drumstick and a like because they would they would drum on like a pad. Lifts okay. his lifts his balls and his dick up, and we slip this slip nut over his dick and balls. And it's like, all right, without him here. waking up, without him waking up, because he got I conditioned him. He was so used to it that like he was used to people fucking with the night, so we just let it go. So I we gently put the slip nut down, and then I was like, all right, everybody ready? And then we dropped the boot, and it hit his chest. And just because I've conditioned him, he like he does every night, he grabs a boot and he throws it. And that slipknot cinches down on his dick and balls. And he comes out of his... <laughs> <laughs> he comes out of his rack, dick first. Scream. I mean, the whole fucking birthing. The birthing below us woke up, came up. He's screaming like someone's filleting him with a red hot play knife, dude. Screaming. They had to go get Doc to cut this shoelace, shoelace off his dick and balls. <laughs> yeah, Doc had to give him, like, steroid cream or something to rub on his dick. And Damn, how hard did he throw that fucking boot? Well, you think if I lay a boot on your chest every night for 12 nights straight and ruined your sleep, you're going to get pissed off. So he chucked yeah. it and it fucking swink. Mm. And uh, mm. yeah, he uh, he didn't have a nice couple days. Then he tried to fucking tell on us. And luckily this was uh, this had to be 2008, 2009. You still had like salty chiefs, like, like, how did they get the string on your dick? He's like, "Why well, sleep naked?" 
He's like, has anyone told you not to do that? Yeah, they asked me several times. Doc asked me not to. The BM2, the BM1, I both asked me not to. He's like, and you still did it? He's like, yeah. She was like, you got what you fucking deserve, dog. Get out. That was the end of it. And then Doc pulled me aside. He's like, I know that was you. I was like, what do you mean you know that was me? He's like, I know that was fucking you. He's like, you're always you're always doing shit. You're always at the head of it. I was like, no, what, what was the last time I was ahead of shit? Remember I told you that story about that kid that teleported on the bridge? Mm-hmm. Kid that could barely, you know, assemble a full sentence. He's like, because he saw that I had a bicked head. Like, I used to bick my head with a razor. And back in the day, you used to have to be, get permission for that. And uh, he's like, I will like to shave my head, too. I was like, all right, here's what you do. Go up the dock and tell him that you have a phobia of hair and that you having hair in your head gives you anxiety and it's starting to affect your work performance. And if you don't, if you aren't allowed to shave your head, you're going to get depressed and you're going to have anxiety and your job performance is going to start to slack and you're going to have to be dropped off and be taken off the ship. So How'd that go- work out for him? So he goes to Doc, tells him exactly what I said, word for word. Doc comes out back to the fantail. <laughs> I'm smoking a cigarette. He's like, hey, uh, did you tell us to come tell me about his hair? I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, he literally changed his tone of voice to talk like you. I was like, I don't know what you're, know what you're talking about. He goes, that dude could barely read. There's no way he knew how to say that. He's like, stop getting in the middle of shit. But, yeah. So, that's that's that was my C story for today. Jesus Christ. Yeah, don't, don't fuck with me. I fuck back. Um, I fuck back. Yeah, I don't get fucked. I fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So next, now that we did some funny stuff, we're gonna do some serious stuff. All right. <clears throat> so the reason I told you guys what date we are, what date today is, because tomorrow is an important date. Um, like Coast Guard, why it's it, um, uh, not not a fucking holiday. It's like a day. Rem- it's a day of remembrance, right? So. On um, January 28th, 1980, so 31, that's not right, 41, 41, 41 years ago, Coast Guard, math, Coast Guard Cutter Blackthorn collided with another ship, capsized and sank, and killed a bunch of people. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, We're going to talk about somebody at the end. Um, So the Blackthorn... Um, the Blackthorn's kind of special to me, number one, because I've sailed over, me and you b- both have sailed over where it sank in Tampa Bay. Um, I was stationed where it was, where it was, where its last home port was in Galveston. There's a big memorial there. I, it got destroyed after Hurricane Ica helped rebuild it. So it's kind of special to me. Um, but Coast Guard Cutter Blackthorn was a 180 foot seagoing buoy tender, a buoy tender, like I talked earlier. If you see a buoy and you're near the United States, Coast Guard person put it there. All right. Uh, not, I'm not saying like crab pot buoys. We don't fucking do those. You know? um, but a little backstory. She was commissioned in 1944. Uh, moved around a lot. Uh, it was up in the Northeast for a little bit. It was in the Great Lakes for, for like a fucking minute, like six months. Um, went Northeast. Uh, then I went to like the San Diego or San Pedro, somewhere out in California. Uh, went to a couple other places. And then its, its last home port was in uh, Galveston, Texas. Um, so the accident, um, so the Blackthorn was outbound from Tampa Bay on, uh, the night it was nighttime on the 20th of January, 1980. And another vessel 
the SS Capricorn um, was was uh, the stand-on vessel, which means they had the right away. So I'm not a fucking bosom mate. I'm not a fucking underway OD. So if I mess up passing arrangements or mess up some of these words, get off my fucking dick. Okay, I'm gonna do my best. So right away, when you have you have different rules, there's there's, there's called uh, they're called the nav rules, the the a standard agreed upon world world encompassing rules. You know, like um, if you're not under command, you have the right away. Um, if you're constrained by draft, you have the right away. You know, if you're um, so yeah, you know, it's like not under command, um, restricted ability maneuver, constrained by draft, uh, uh, fishing boats. Um, sailing boats. Uh, I forget what the fuck. I'm gonna get RC Cole is gonna yell and, at me for this. In layman's terms, it's like how you, we have it's rules a, when you drive your car on the fucking road. There's yeah, rules when you drive yeah, fucking boats in the water. Yeah. yeah, there's a hierarchy of who's allowed to do what, and then like, um, it, you can either you to communicate like, hey, I want to overtake you on your right, or take overtake you on my left, or you know, I want to pass port to port. You know, it's like too short, uh, port to port, or you know, um. Uh, one long, one prolonged is like on your right or whatever. Again, get off my dick. I'm not a fucking BM. Uh, but you can sound, you sound signals to say, hey, I'm going to go to your right. And then they go boop, boop. And then they go dope. And that's how it goes. So they had the right away. So the Black Black Horn, Black Thorns captain was Lieutenant Commander, which is an 04, uh, George Sepal, Sapel, not a doctor. Um, so he actually left the bridge. Uh, to investigate a problem with the newly installed uh, shaft. The shaft is what connects the engine to the propeller. Um, and he left an ensign at 01 at the con. The con is the uh, conning officer. They control the ship, and it's it's navigational, uh, navigational picture. So earlier in the day, the cutter had been overtaken. So overtaken means if you're going at 20 knots at 090, a vessel coming up behind you going 30 knots at 090 overtakes you. They, they pass you. All right, it's passing, but it's... You say overtaken because why not make up a new word? Um, which was a Russians or passenger ship. Uh, when they requested, a, when the Kazakhstan uh, requested to pass, the Black Horn navigated starboard, which is to the right, to let the Kazakhstans pass. So usually when you transit in um, a marked channel or like a preferred channel, you want to stay as far outside as you can without going into non-navigable waters uh, to let people that are going. It's, it's like the fast lane and the slow lane on the fucking highway. The right lane is for cruising. The left lane is for crime. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> so, which it pushed the uh, the Blackthorn to mid-channel. So, the Kazakhstan took the Blackthorn on its starboard side, which pushed the Blackthorn to the left, to the center of the channel, where you're really not supposed to hang out. Um, and it kind of resumed its course. Um, some contend that, like, the bright lit passenger vessel obscured the, uh, the Blackthorn and the Capricorn's crew. So, like... If you've never been out to sea when it's dark out and there's fucking nothing, all right, there's something called backlighting. Um, things on land or lights on land or lights of another ship, it's very hard to judge your your distance out in the ocean because you don't, you don't have a frame of reference. So you can lose a ship. You know, if you're five miles offshore of a city and a ship's driving between you and the land, you can lose that ship completely, you know, in the lighting. Um, so some people think that was that was an issue. So the Capricorn began to turn left, um, but the course wouldn't allow the Capricorn and Blackthorn to pass port to port, as the rules of the road uh, generally require. You usually go past port to port. So the Capricorn tried to reach out to the Blackthorn, um, 
they were unable to make radio contact with Blackthorn. So Capricorn's pilot, a pilot is, so you have the captain of a ship. He's the guy that's in charge. A pilot is someone that runs the same inbound outbound channels over and over and over and over again. So they know what they're doing. So this pilot, yeah. you're, you, before you come into port, they come out in, this, in the boat, they, they jump on your big ship and they drive your fucking boat in or they command it. They con the boat in. And those um, pilots know that waterway like the back of their fucking hand. For sure. These guys these guys are professional mariners, like the most professional mariners there are. And they get paid, you know, to compensate them fairly. Um, <clears throat> so, let's see. Unable to make radio contact with Blackthorn. Capricorn's pilot blew two short whistle blasts to have the ships pass starboard to starboard. So, I see, I got that backwards. I said two short port to port, so I fucked that up. The Blackthorn's officer, officer of the deck, uh, Ensign Ryan... Uh, he got confused in regard to the standard operating procedure and the rules of navigation. Blackthorn's captain issued orders for evasive action. Despite the Blackthorn's, Blackthorn's evasive action, a collision occurred. So usually, um, so like RC Cola, you know, when I was studying for like my Cox and DWO test, you know, um, I remember him telling me like um, some most of the time, no action is the worst action you could take. Um, what it, when in doubt, assume the other guy doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on. So like what the Capricorn you know should have done is like Blackthorn's not altering course. I'm gonna alter my course to get the fuck out of their way, you know. And then the ensign with this, if he had been trained properly should be like I don't know what the Capricorn's doing. I'm getting the fuck out of the way, um, and that that always stuck with me. Um, so the collision occurred. Damage to the Blackthorn from the initial impact was not extensive, uh, but the Capricorn's anchor was ready for letting go. So what that means is um, your anchor is usually housed in a pocket, an anchor pocket. And then it's got a pelican hook, and then it's got a, like a, a cat's paw, and it's got some other. Depending on the ship style, it can it's secured. You can't just like, boop, hit a button and it goes out. Ready, ready for letting go means it's out of the pocket. Usually, it's at the water's edge, which means uh, when you're transiting in these uh, narrow channels <coughs> or where you're constrained by your navigation left or right, um, you can just hit a button and it goes. That way, it's ready to fuck go. You don't have to go do a bunch of shit. We do the same thing when we get underway. Um, so the anchor actually was embedded in the Blackthorn's hull and it ripped over the port side above the waterline. Uh, then the two ships backed away from each other and the, and the chain became tight. Um, and the force of a much larger ship, the Capricorn, caused the Blackthorn to tip, uh, tip to her side and then capsize. So like the two ships are coming at each other. They bump fronts. Uh, the anchor gets lodged in the Blackthorn and the Capricorn starts to pull away and they're, they hooked the Blackthorn and inevitably like, pulled them the fuck over and tipped them over. Um, six off-duty personnel would mustered when they heard the initial collision alarm uh, were trapped inside the ship. Several crew members had just reported aboard, who had just reported above the ship tried to escape in the process and trapped themselves in the engine room. So they went the wrong way and actually got trapped. Um, although 27 crewmen survived the condition, collision, 23 crew members of the Blackthorn died at sea. Um, the primary responsibility of the collision was placed on the Blackthorn's captain, which usually how it works. Um, Lieutenant Commander Siepel, um, as he made an, he had made an inexperienced junior officer, Ensign Ryan, like the, they're like the lowest officer you can be, um, the officer of the deck. He was unfamiliar and allowed him to get, navigate, uh, the ship through unfamiliar waterway with heavy traffic. When we're going through anywhere, like on our last ship, I, you know, you don't work on the bridge a lot, but like when we went like approaching the Panama Canal basin or, um, going into Gitmo or whatever, like the bridge is fucking stacked. You know, like when we went through the Panama Canal, I think there was fucking 13 people on a bridge, man. 13 people. Yeah. And it's not like the the port of like Tampa Bay is like a, it's not like it's not traveled a lot. It's, it's fucking busy. 
Yeah. Like there's shit, there's ships everywhere. Yeah. Um, the commandant of the Coast Guard, Admiral John B. Hayes at the time, approved the report of the Marine Board investigation of collision between the Black Thorn and the Capricorn. The board determined the cause of the collision was a failure of both vessels to keep well out of the side of the channel, which I said, uh, which lay on either ship's starboard side. Uh, concurring the Marine Board's determination of the cause, the commandant emphasized in his action that the failure of the person in charge of both vessels uh, failed to ascertain the attention of the other through the exchange of appropriate uh, whistle signals was the primary contributing cause. So they just... Like I said, they they didn't make a decision. They didn't do anything. They misinterpreted each other. Uh, Commandant actually also pointed out attempts to establish a passing agreement by using only radio telephone communications failed to be an adequate substitute for exchanging proper whistle signals. Hold on, I need a beer. What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our sponsors, Oak and Iron Coffee. Oak and Iron was founded to honor America's rich nautical history along with the history of the Coast Guard. Every member of their team has either served in the Coast Guard or a veteran who grew up on the water. They are putting out some amazing coffee. They offer whole bean or ground coffee along with K-cups, tumblers, and stickers. They can even do unit orders if needed. One of the best things about the company is that a portion of all the proceeds goes to support CGMA. So every time you buy from them, you're essentially helping your fellow Coasties who need it the most. Go check them out on Instagram at Oak and Iron Coffee or on the web at oakandironcoffee.com and tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you. <clears throat> so the marine board for uh the marine board found evidence of violation of various navigational laws on both parts uh on the parts of the capricorn master and the pilot uh there were similar findings on the part of the blackthorns commanding officer and officer of the deck uh the matters referred to the commanders of the commanding officer uh blah, 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 blah. so um the commandant also acted various safety well before i say that um so they actually pulled the Blackthorn up out of the water for the investigation. And uh, uh, they did their investigation, which is where they got a lot of their findings. And then they actually, once the investigation was concluded, they took it back out to sea and they dumped it and turned it into an artificial reef. Um, every time that we've ever crossed over uh, by the Tampa Skyway Bridge, we always went outside and rendered honors. Um, and um, with this with this mishap, uh, mishap is... Uh, Somebody, something breaks, something bad happens. Loss of man hours, loss of wages, loss of money, loss of equipment. It's considered a mishap. So uh, it could be anything from falling off the boat to sinking a whole ship, right? Um, so unfortunately, it took a mishap like this to lose uh, 23 crew for the Coast Guard to implement a couple different things. First one is uh, egress training. So like I said earlier, um, there were a couple, uh, coasties that had just reported the ship that didn't know what was going on. Um, and when they was, a, when the collision happened and the alarm was sounded, they tried to get out, they tried to egress, which means get the fuck out, but they didn't know how to do it, you know? So now whenever you get to a ship within like the first couple of days you've been there, you got to do something called egress training, which they take a pair of blacked out goggles or something that blindfolds, something completely covers your face and they make you lay in your rack. And they make you get from your rack all the way to the outside skin of the ship with just feeling and remembering your way. Yeah, like I, I've done it on both ships I've been on. Um, the, I, I wasn't like laying in my rack when they did mine. They brought me down to birthing and like got me like right in front of my rack. And then like they spun me around in fucking circles and made me like real dizzy. And they're like, now get the fuck out. And so like I had to like feel my way throughout the ship. Mm-hmm. 
to get out. There's there's no right or wrong way. It's just however you get out is how yeah. you get out. They just want to make sure you're able to do it when you're you're not sure of your whereabouts. Yeah, and you know, like um, a lot of not a lot of all, all the ships have uh, like bioless bioluminescent like tape like exit stairs. The ladders have like bioluminescent tape. Uh, there's a EBD. Um, which is, you know, um, if there's fire, you can throw it on your face. It's for personal use, and it's lit up. So, like, we, we've got a lot more put into the egress procedures than we used to. It used to be just like, yeah, dude, figure the fuck out. Now you're like, hey, you have to, like, you have to do this so that you know. It's just like getting pepper sprayed. You need to know how you're going to react. Um, the next is the Coast Guard really wanted to uh, emphasize um, the understanding of the navigational rules and passing arrangements. Um the ODs that we had on the last ship that we were together, um, like the the BMCs that we had, not the last two, but the first two we had, um, I slept soundly in my rack when they drove. No doubt in my mind. Um, the, the the tripod, no doubt in my mind. Uh, they could, I'd let them drive a ship with my kids on it. You know, they, they know their shit. There are lesser ODs and deck watch officers, but like, you know, the BMCs that we had were fucking, you know, squared away. Um, so, and they, they, you know, they train all the time up there cause they're always training the new JOs. So like, they're always going over it, you know, it's a, it's a perishable skill and, you know, they know all the fucking like, you know, tiny little tricks. And like, I remember he's out now, but I still don't want to say his name, but, uh, you remember grumpy BMC? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he loved like, I, he had a trick question that was, God, I can't, I remember the question. I don't remember the answer. It was. The question was, what's the most privileged vessel on the water? And I don't remember the fucking answer. And I'm RC Cola is going to fucking chew my ass because it was his favorite question to ask people working for DWO. And it, it wasn't, so they call it the hierarchy. The thing that was like, I was talking about like uh, not under command, uh, restricted ability maneuver, constrained by draft, that shit. That's the hierarchy of who's in front of who. I, what the hell? God damn it. That's going to fucking make me so mad. Yeah, I'm not, gonna, I don't, I'm not, don't ask me. Ah, I'm going to have to text fucking RC Cole after this. But uh, the other thing they did um, was they changed the swim requirements as well, right? Yeah. So back in the day, like everybody has to do the swim test when you go through boot camp. Back in the day, it was only 50 yards. So because of this event and how many people were in the water, they doubled it. to. So now everybody has to swim 100 yards when you're in boot camp for your swim test. Did you have any in boot camp just like defy the fucking swim test? What do you mean defy? I had a kid at my boot camp. Like, we're up there. You know, you got to jump off that fucking platform. And he looks at the instructor. He goes, can't swim. He's like, you have to you have to try. He goes, nope, can't do it. Not doing it. And he's like, no, dude. Like, he's like, everybody can swim. Do it. He's like, not going to happen. Instructor's like, you get in the fucking water right now. He goes, fine. Jumps in the water. As soon as he touches the water, gets wet. Expels all the air out of his lungs. Drops, sinks like a rock. And all the instructors like look over, like, uh, okay. He fucking told him. <laughs> yeah. And this dude just like sank and sat on the bottom. And they like looked for like, you know, I don't know how it, it felt long. But it was probably like a couple seconds, like, we should probably go get his ass, you yeah. know? Uh, and the last one that I actually, from RC Cola, because I forgot about it, because I obviously, this is a more intellectual conversation. Hold on a second. It? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, don't come in here. Hold on. Be right back. All right. Okay, I'm back. You all right? Yeah. Everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. All Kids right. are neat. All right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last thing that I talked to RC Cool about was the big three, um, which is your man overboard drill, your main space fire doctrine, and your bend ship drill. So any boat that has not been underway within 60 days prior to getting underway, prior to leaving the pier, has to do these these three. Was that a knock at your door? Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't hear you. Well, if if she can play, her parents will text me. We'll do some push-ups. We'll do some sit-ups. Well, clean your room. Well, then go watch TV. All right, well, then just sit out there and pout. Anyway, so I talked to Archie Cola, and uh, any vessel that hasn't been underway within 60 days, I think is what he said, has to do these three drills, your man overboard, MSFD, and your managed ship. So for the pier, before the boat even gets underway, you're supposed to do a man overboard, which man overboard means somebody fell the fuck over. And you got to, you know, we have a WQSB, which is your watch quarter station bill, which means like. I scroll down and I go, all right, Miss Miami. And then I scroll over to Main State or uh, Manorboard. All right, um, Foxel line handler or boat hook or small boat crew or response or whatever. Um, everyone needs to know their positions prior to getting underway. So if someone falls overboard, next is a MSFD, your main space fire doctrine, uh, which I know RC Cola will appreciate. You. They always pipe, now set the main space fire doctrine. You can't set a doctrine. It's a doctrine. It either is or it isn't. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking start an argument with people. You can't set a doctrine. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's just, you can't do it. Uh, main space fire doctrine is what happens if you do have, you have a main space. Your main spaces are obviously like your engine room. So like engine catches on fire, whether it's Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and God forbid a Delta fire in the engine room. Um, you said the main space fire doctrine and everyone knows where they're supposed to go. Like some people go to the bridge. Some people go to, Battle dress station for the medics. Some people run the fucking P100s. Some people put on FFVs and fight the fire. You have attack teams, secondary attack teams. You have unseen leaders, locker leaders, all this shit. Everybody needs to know, know where they need to go in case shit goes sideways. And then last is abandoned ship, which is, you know, usually it's like now Coast Guard cutter, whatever, struck a suburb object and damage control efforts are ceased to work. Commander, uh, COs recommended all hands prepare to abandon ship. Uh, then the OS will say something gay about their fucking destruction or whatever, and everyone goes to their life rafts or their boats, and you—that's pretty much it. Um, but um, you know, so I've been. So those doing, are like the those are the big things that the big three that changed in the Coast Guard because of the Blackthorn incident. Yes, um, I I can't speak for the other branches, but the Coast Guard is very, very, very good at learning from its mistakes that are public. Um, like, 
toxic leadership, they don't fix. <laughs> you know, shitty nine rates, they don't fix. You know, a- aviators being assholes, don't fix. Put the goddamn cat down. He makes those noises for a reason. Um. but the coast guard is actually really good at learning uh from their mistakes um you know like um when you're small when you when you run a small boat um you have to do opposite position every 30 minutes you know they say four five six two one there you go jimothy that's for you uh four five six two one this is station panama city opposite position over and you go station panama city four five six two one um and Apalachicola Bay, position whatever, ops normal, weather states this. Uh, that came about because uh, Station Niagara Falls, went out looking for someone that went missing or capsized or something, I forget exactly what it is. Went looking for them in this, this spot. That's where the station thought they were. Didn't check in because they were doing search patterns. And then they're like, hey, we should go check the fuck over there. So then they did. Coast Guard boat went over there to a different spot that the station didn't know about. They capsized. And since they didn't do opposite position, Nobody knew where the fuck they were when they capsized. Yeah, that that, that Niagara di- incident, uh, it could be a whole other story. It, it's actually a pretty good one. What's that? Uh, Station Niagara. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so w- we do learn from those mistakes. And luckily you have you know, your seasoned people, your subject matter enthusiasts like uh, Angry BMC and RC Cola and, you know, uh, the Bridge Brothers. And, you know, those guys take it fucking serious. And, uh, like we joke around a lot on the bridge. Um, I, I remember being up there with angry BMC and RC Cola and joking around, telling sea stories, what kind of beer you like. And, you know, uh, everything's hunky dory laughing, carrying on. And in the second it changes, everyone shut the fuck up. I got shit to do. And it's super serious. Stop brushing my hair. Go find something to do. That was my kid. I'm not talking to myself. Um, so, Along, you know, in the past, you know, seven or eight episodes, uh, I've been doing like a, you know, military, like a, like this, this dude was badass. So the, the, one of the reasons I, I, I enjoy being in the Coast Guard. I don't, I'm, I'm ready. To, I, I bitch a lot about it, but I'm glad I'm in the Coast Guard. I was in the Coast Guard as a whole because you have people that like, regardless of their position or their rank, just step the fuck up sometimes and just, you know. Um, like when I argue with my friends that are Marines or army or whatever, you know, we always argue about like puddle pirates and too deep and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, oh, you're a bullet sponge and you can train 20 years for a conflict that never happens and you're wasting your time. And, you know, so seaman apprentice, William, Billy Flores, his name was Billy, William Flores. Everyone called him Billy. Uh, he's from Carlsbad, New Mexico. Uh, went to Western Hills high school in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, in 2000, he was posthumously, which means he's passed, awarded the Coast Guard Medal, uh, which is pretty, pretty freaking high. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's it's the highest medal you can be awarded without combat. Yes. Um, so it's the service member's highest award for heroism in peacetime operations. So, see what print. If you spill that water on my computer, I'm going to fill this whole room with uppercut. You dig? Uppercut is where I go like this. <laughs> um, so Seaman Apprentice Flores, Seaman Apprentice is E2, very, very low rank, very, very untrained, unseasoned individual uh, who had been at a boot camp just a year. 
um, open the life jacket locker of the black uh, as the black form capsized. So this thing is tipping over. All right, it's getting pulled by the the Capricorn, getting pulled over. And instead of this kid going, I gotta get the fuck out of here, and bailing, takes his belt off. So we have these uh, abandoned ship lockers where there, it's a there's a hinge plate on the bottom and it's full of life jackets. And as you walk by, first person just wails on it, and it opens. Like now they do, and it just opens, and life jackets just flood out, hundreds of them. And they float to the surface so people can grab him. So the Blackthorns actually got stuck. Um, so he had to take his belt off and grab the hatch and hold it open. He had to hold this thing open so the life jackets could fall, could come out and float to the top so people could use them. Um, uh, securing it with a hatch with his belt and made sure that his shipmates were able to access and use the life jackets. Uh, his actions saved a number of lives during the accident. Um, so by this kid... Holding open this pirate, this uh, life jacket locker, and sacrificing his own life saved countless other lives just by him yeah. doing this this thing. Um, so unfortunately, his heroic role was initially overlooked by the two officials reporting on the Coast Guard and the NTNSB, which is your National Transit Safety Board. Maybe I think I don't know. Uh, but he was later given the recognition that he deserved. Uh, his family was presented with the medal on the 28th of January, 2000. The 20th anniversary of the tragedy. Senior Prentice Flores died on the Black Forn. Um, so in 2010, it was announced. So we have our new Sentinel class um, fast response cutters. Uh, we call them FRCs. They're replacing the 110s and 87s. Uh, it's the Hero class. Or not Hero class. Uh, Sentinel, I, just, I literally just fucking said Sentinel class. Uh, the new Sentinel class response cutter, 154 foot patrol boat, which, by the way, are pretty quick. Like I remember being on R210 and coming about to launch for a fucking go fast. And that bitch zoomed right past us. <laughs> they passed us like we were standing still. Um, they, we do pursuit with a Mark IV and a, and a jet drive boat. These guys are doing pursuit with their own goddamn cutter. Um, and it was named after him. So William Flores will live on uh, forever. Um, and tomorrow is the 42nd because it's 2022 now. Um, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, forty yeah. uh, second anniversary of the Black Thorn capsizing. So that was that's the Black Thorn. Yeah, so there you go, boys and girls. That's your uh, your Coast Guard history and some knowledge for you. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a second. Okay, again, three, two, one, go, action! All right. So, did you see Nancy Pelosi is running for her like? 14th term or 18th term or something? No. She's 81. I try okay. not to watch the news because it's just depressing. I know, but I just saw this and it irritated me. So I, I was watching something like, um, so the average salary for someone in her position is like 300 some thousand dollars, right? Do you know what her net worth is? Probably a lot. It's like 30 some million dollars. Okay. All right. So. Like, right before, remember when Biden said he wanted to make all GVs electric? Yes. Do you know what she did, like, two months before that? She bought stock in, like, electric stuff. Correct, and then voted on it. Yeah. So, that is saying, like, if an NFL, if an NFL player who isn't allowed to bet on the games that they're playing in, which I agree with, why are government officials allowed to buy stocks slash stocks op- stock options for shit that they're voting on? I okay now I see how you tied that together. See? Okay, yeah. Do I yeah, do that? I see now. 
I'm yeah. like a lyrical fucking genius. <laughs> Speaking of lyrical fucking genius, Big J's coming to my side of town. I know you keep telling me. Well, no, he's actually coming this weekend. Him and his wife are going to some retreat or something, and I'm gonna crash it and get my coin. Okay. He called me, so I gotta go do it. I mean, I'm not gonna. That's fair. Like, I'm not gonna like do stuff with them. I'm just gonna meet him Liar. for the coin. Liar. Oh come on! I can barely please one person, let alone two other people. <laughs> uh, all right, so raccoons and assholes. Ready? Yeah. Would you please? Are you done? Daddy's saying some swears. These aren't regular swears. Can you get out? All right. So go upstairs. So, do you know how far the human anus can stretch before it suffers any real damage? I knew that's where you were going with this. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Uh, isn't it like something crazy, like eight or nine or twelve it's inches? Seven, it's seven inches. The asshole. Seven. All right. Um, with that being said, a raccoon can squeeze into holes as tight as four inches, give or take their skull size. Meaning you could take like two full raccoons in your asshole without any issues. So like if you ever did the hard boiled egg challenge and put it in your butt, raccoons with their tiny little people hands, get it out. With their tiny little people hands. I'd love to have a fucking raccoon. You know, I, I told a kid when I was in like first, second grade, I had a pet raccoon, just lied right to his face. Jesus. It sounds like you. It got all the way back to my mom. Um... Let's see. You ever seen that video of raccoons? They give raccoons cotton candy. And do you know what raccoons, what they do before they eat anything? What? They wash it. Oh, yeah. And it just disappeared? It just disappeared. Yeah. All right. Um, see, I wrote all these down, and I still fucked it up. Let's see here. Um, hold on. Almost there. Almost fucking <coughs> Oh, I already talked about that one. I'm going to delete that. Do you know what? Scotland's national animal is? It's the unicorn. It is the fucking unicorn. Dude, you're never gonna like get whatever. Damn, bro. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna fucking get you. Where did I fucking save that? God hold on. I need a I need a moon memento. Por favor. Hold on. Stop. Um Dang, Flabbit, where did I put that? I know I wrote it down. Uh, hmm, hmm. Um, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, uh... Where did I put that? I think I remember it, though. So, you have fingertips, right? Yeah, but you don't have toe tips, right? Correct. All right, but you can tiptoe. Yes. Ah, see, ah, God damn it! I want you. But to you can't. It. But you can't finger toe. Yeah. Ah, that segment is ruined. <laughs> damn it. Um, I'm moving on to the next one. Um, so if spiders were the size of cats. Would they be less scary or more scary? Like, on one hand, they couldn't get in your house super easy. But on the other hand, like, once they're in there, like, oh, boy, you're fucking, you're ready to go. Be more scary, bro. Really? Easily. Fuck. Bro, you mean to tell me 
a fucking spider that's the size of a cat. Some cats are fucking huge. Yeah, my cat. I have a big fucking. Like, what cat. what kind of cat are we talking about? Like a typical like house cat or like a fucking bobcat? I think it's or... like a regular ass cat, but like I have, I'm pretty sure one of my cats is like part Maine Coon because he's big as fuck. Yeah. Um. And then let's see here. Um. I so I have two daughters and a son. All right, and I'm trying to both teach them like that you know of. What? That you know of? No, incorrect. I have two daughters and one 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 boy. That you know of. I have zero illegitimate children. Don't fucking say shit like that. <laughs> All you're gonna do is get me in fucking trouble. All right. Sandy be super cool. Like, hey, more grandkids. <laughs> My wife does so much. Don't say shit like that. Um, so like there's we're not issues, but like I picked them up from school and each of them has like a complaint. Sometimes it's stupid, like no one threw me the fucking football today. It's like, yeah, well, kids are dicks, you know, take the football, you know, or Susie wouldn't play with me, you know, shit like that. But I, I, I know I'm not like, I'm not the, the bar as to what a gentleman should be, but I know what it's supposed to be. So like, I'm trying to like teach them as much as possible, but like, why are men taught how to treat women, but women aren't taught how to treat men? This could this this topic could last a while, and we don't have that much time. Like, did you see that? Like, like I'm all for equal rights, and like, did you see like uh, the House passed uh, that women should be in the draft, right? Because they're what they're no, going to yeah. So in September, the House passed that they're going to remove. So the way the law is written right now, it says. All able-bodied men from ages 18 to like 25, but not older than 35 or something like that, um, are eligible for the draft and must register for the draft. Or I think it was like 18 to 20 something you have to register, and then under 35 you're eligible for something. Um, and they they got rid of men and just put all able-bodied humans, and it passed the House. It's not the Senate; it's it's being voted on. Um. I don't know. I don't do a lot of politics, but I do pay attention to some small stuff. Um, so, like, the the whole rights and equal rights thing, you know, is a very convoluted. And, again, like, I tell people, like, you're never going to be, like, in a truck with someone and arguing over, like, you know, abortion or, like, whether, you know, um, who's the guy that got fucking choked out by the cops in Baltimore? Uh, like, Floyd something? Floyd? George Floyd. George Floyd. You're not going to like make a point and someone's going to be like, yeah, man, I agree. I, I actually, I'm changing my mind. I agree with you now. It's never going to fucking happen. People are setting their ways until they decide they want to make a decision on their own. And if you want to have equal rights, I think we should have equal rights across the board. And I just think like, if you want to be treated, like you want the door open for you and you want to be treated a certain way. I think not that I have that issue. Obviously I don't have that issue. I've been married over a decade. But I just see it in relationships around where I work in the past two units where men get treated a certain way and women get treated a different way. And I see it not only in relationships, but um, professional standings. Like um, you can do A, B, and C as a male, get in trouble. You do it as A, B, and C as a female, you're not in trouble. Um, whether it pertains to like watch uh, work performance, watch standing, you know, things like that. And, you know... Um, I literally, literally in the past month, I've seen like, 
um you know it was i think i was at the, i was at the range and it was time to shoot shotgun and like the 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 seal the the unit that i was shooting through happened to be there he's like he was talking to like one of the one one non-rate was like i don't really want to do like shotgun and pursuit stuff he's like i don't give a shit what you want he's like shoot the fucking shotgun and literally 15 minutes fucking later a female was like pretty much the same body structure it was like i don't really i don't want to do that i don't want to do that he's like well you know you're he didn't say it's because you're a girl but he's like yeah you don't you don't really have to and she was a second and it was just like it's fucked up it's it's fucked up but like i'm not i would never make someone shoot a shotgun that didn't feel safe doing it whether they're male or female or whatever you identify as don't care um but i think you know i was like i married my wife before my wife and my grandfather and he's since passed and the first time my wife met my grandfather he was helping his neighbor it was a winter time it was snowing and he was helping my neighbor would do something and um we walked up and i was like hey this is my wife this is my grandfather blah blah, blah. he hugged her he's like welcome to the family i love you and he looks right at her and he goes he ever fucking touches you in the wrong way i'll fucking kill him you let me know and you know i was told by her brothers her father and you know um you know everybody hey, you hurt her you fucking put a hand on her i'll fuck you up and you know not that you know i wouldn't i'm not gonna say the same thing to the people that married my my daughters but how many people say like like you know i don't think sandy walked up to amber's like you break my son's heart or hurt him i'll fucking kick your ass you know like yeah i don't feel like people don't tell women the same things like that and i just it was i follow a couple of different pages and it just came i was like it treat other people the way you know it's pretty much the gist of the bible is don't be a dick you know don't be a dick and i'm just seeing it a lot now that i'm on land uh because we didn't have any i mean we had like four females on our last ship didn't really come up. Um, but I'm seeing a lot more of my new unit and it's, it's aggravating, you know, because I, it's a, it's, a, I want, but I don't want to perform and I should be, I should be different. And it bothers me because I want my daughters to be, I want them treated equal, but I also want them to treat other people equally as well. You know, it's a give and take, like don't start no shit, but don't take no shit kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just set, <laughs> they just need to come up with whatever standard they want to come up with, and that's that's it across yeah. the board. Like, I feel like I I feel like I come off as sexist sometimes. I'm not at all. You know, my girls, you know, pretend to paint my nails and they do my hair, and you know, we do dress up. Pretend and, to paint my nails. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, I don't. I go to you know dance recitals. None, none of it bothers me, but when uh, you know you want to be special because of your gender that bothers me and you want special, you want different, not special, different privileges, different. You know, I literally talked to my chief about this the other day that, you know, he had a female and because of her gender and her race, she got to get, she did things and got away with it. And other people did the exact same thing and they got booked for it. You know, I don't, I don't agree with that. But you got commands that aren't willing to, you know, put themselves out there for, you know, equality because it's just going to be, they're going to see a gender and they're going to see a race and they're going to see the action and the outcome. And unfortunately in the day and age that we live in, that's, that's what people care about a lot. You know, it's not like nowhere in the Blackthorn thing did it mention 
William Flores's like gender identity or his race, not one time. I don't know what he was. And it's not pertinent it to the it's not pertinent to the fucking story. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, the same if it if it had been a fucking female, like the one of the first AST ones I ever met was a female from New Zealand. She crazy. Crazy. You know, way way tougher than I am, hands down. You know, and you know, her gender didn't play a role into anything that happened with her or the unit. She was a first class AST. She was good at her job and she did it and nobody fucking said anything about it. And this was fucking 15 years ago, you know, so there, there people can do it. And a lot of people do do it, but the, the people that it's just like social media, the crazy people, the crazy Trump people, the crazy Biden people, the crazy left wing, the crazy right wing. We only see the like 10% of the crazies on social media. So that's what like, I don't know. I just kind of peed out there. I don't fucking know. Moral of the story is everybody should be held to the same standard. Yeah. So like the the house voting to pass the uh the whatever it's called, the the draft for everybody. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with that. Yeah. I mean just the the same things that'll disqualify you as a male are the same things that are gonna disqualify you as a female. Um right. and, and a lot of the old people like I used to uh, hang out with a lot of cops back in the day when I was in Galveston and a lot of them would, you know, uh, well, not a lot of them, a couple of them told me about a thing. You ever heard about the, uh, little sister syndrome? No. All right. So it's a, it's a, it's a thing that happens to law enforcement officials. Um, if you have, you know, let's say me and you are partners and we have a squad car and we get into a shootout, you get shot, you know, I'm going to neutralize the threat first. Then I'm going to come over and render first aid to you. Little sister syndrome is if your partner is of the opposing gender or female, you're going to want to protect them more and you're going to want to render first aid to them before neutralizing the threat and carrying out your mission. And it's a fucking real thing. There's studies about it. you can fucking look it up, all kinds of things. But um, yeah, fuck, Peter out again. I forgot. I got to start taking some vitamins for my brain. Yeah, that ginkgo biloba. Is it not pronounced? <laughs> is it ginkgo biloba for your brain? That's why I said ginkgo biloba. Yeah, it's ginkgo biloba. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a word you just fucking made up. It's a thing. Uh, and lastly, did I tell you I ran twice today? To the refrigerator? Bitch, you and my wife both said the or same thing the, at the same time. Or to the toilet. You and my wife both said the same fucking thing at the same time. Well. No, well, first... Shit. I ran out of beer, so then I ran and got some more. So you ran to the refrigerator. And you two fucking ruin everything. I quit. <laughs> you guys are dicks. You fat bitch. You're fatter than I am. <laughs> How much you weigh? Uh, as of this morning, it was 226. All right, I weighed 237 this morning. But I'm also 6'2". How tall are you? 5'4". 5'9". Okay, so my fats at least spread the fuck out. Look. <laughs> Winning's winning, okay? How is that winning? You weigh more than me. I win. Okay, whatever. All right. Well, that's all I had. All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you motherfuckers in the next one. All right. Oh, wait, wait. Did you hit end yet? 
No. Okay. I forgot to talk about next episode. Oh, so okay. Next, next. Well, in the next upcoming episodes, we're gonna continue to talk about your, uh, you guys' suggestions. We got, um, hold on, un momento por favor. That's Spanish for wait a fucking second. Um, let's see. So some of the ideas that, that we got that are good. So we're gonna talk about quality and on rates. All right. Um, civilian officer. So the third one it says which race are useful, which ones aren't. We kind of did that with our. Our voting one, but I, I want to shit on some OSs a little bit more. Um, things we hate, like poor leadership, toxic comment, commands, shit like that. Um, ongoing segment. Um, here's a good one. How the Coast Guard could be dismantled and our jobs be contracted out. I 1,000% believe that job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll save it for when we talk yeah. about it. Um, we're going to fucking talk about, oh, I forgot my FSMS story. And CG well, Fix It. Oh, well. well. We'll put it that in the next one. Um, someone wrote in D8 compared to the rest of the Coast Guard, which if you've never been stationed at D8, D8 Coast Guard is a definitely fucking different Coast Guard. 100%. Yeah, that's for sure. I remember being like, oh, that's fucking D8 Coast Guard. Um, we're going to do an episode about FRC namesakes. Um, where we might talk about a little bit about competitive marksmanship. Um, setting yourself up for life on the outside, going through this with a couple guys at work. Um, it, it comes faster than you think. Story of my life. Um, somebody, <laughs> uh, somebody said they want more dinosaur stories. Um, and this is a classic, how toxic leadership is storing the coast guard and how to tell if you're that person. The second part of that is my, is what I like about that sentence. How, I to, do te- too. how to tell if you're that person. That's what I like. Yeah. Are uh, you the and, dick? Are you, am, <laughs> am I the drama? It can't be me. Uh, and then um, we're going to do an aviation episode. We're going to get an aviator on here, and I'm going to tell him how stupid his job is and why I'm better than him. Um, <laughs> All right. And then, and then, yeah. And then another one that we're going to do is we're going to talk about qualifications. So obviously I'm super qualified. I'm probably the best there is. You just get up in the morning. I piss excellence. Nobody hang with my stuff. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but what we're going to talk about, we're going to pick like, I don't know, I think 10 to 12 quals, and we're going to rank them. And this isn't rate specific. This is going to be – what qualifications carry the most weight? Like, you know, cause I, I ran into a couple quote operators the other day and they were telling me what they're qualified in. I was like, I, I'm overweight and can barely read and I'm already, I'm more qualified than you. Um, and it's going to be like, you know, we're going to talk about commanding officer, OIC, you know, um, EMT, coxswain, um, you know, FAI boarding officer, you know, and then we're going to talk about some dickheaded, dickheaded calls. Like I'm a container inspector. Or like, um, I can stand comms watch. And we're going to talk about like, um, you know. Yeah. See uh, which ones are more important than the other ones. Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to be like, it pretty much doesn't come down to like, is this qual going to get somebody killed or fuck some shit up for, for real? And talk about that. And then talk about ones that like quals that like, like the MST try to pin, which I don't think is a thing. So. Oh, the, the shrimp fork? Yeah. So. Yeah, so if you guys got some quals that you think hold some fucking weight, send them to me. Yeah, we like I said earlier, we absolutely love that you guys are starting to send us shit. Um, so keep sending, dog. But that's it. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.